A billion years ago, there was nothing but space Then one of God's wet farts blew all the planets in place There were no signs of life on Mars or Venus But planet Earth was blessed with two baby geniuses Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, we know everything Hello, babies! Welcome to Baby Geniuses. I'm Emily. I'm Lisa. Memorize the sounds of our voices and our names so that you know which one of us is talking. I'm Emily. Hey, stop it! <laughs> That's not what you sound like at all. <laughs> it is what I sound like. That sounded exactly like me. Uh. <laughs> I am Emily. God damn it. No, it's me. It's Lisa. Um, how are you guys? I hope you're good. Are you hanging in there? We haven't. Uh, oh, God. Yeah, it's been a rough couple of weeks. <laughs> uh, we haven't recorded in a long time. Yeah, we've been traveling. You've been on tour. Yeah, I have been to a lot of places. I just went to one place. I went to Norway. It was great. The end. <laughs> I would like to move there. <laughs> they have very special horses there. They do. Yeah. Like how special? They're called Norwegian fjords and they're like Ooh. really stocky and chubby and they have like manes that stick up straight like toothpicks. Oh man. Yeah. Did you ride? I got to I got to ride one. Are pretty Her great. name was Vija. She's a mare. She's a really beautiful silvery pony. That sounds <laughs> that sounds really special. Did I dream her or was she real? Don't know. <laughs> uh how was your tour? It was really fun. So I did um I think we recorded after I came back from Australia. Yes. But maybe before I left for, I did a couple weekends on the road with Anthony Jeselnik. Oh, I think we talked about that. Yeah. Because we talked about Casa Bonita. Um, but then I went on like a two week van tour with Nick Thune, which was really fun. A lot of Baby Geniuses fans came out. Oh, nice. Which was cool. Um, and we just like drove across the country. It was totally nuts. I've never done that before. We saw a bunch of weird, like, roadside attractions. Have you ever heard of The Thing? Yeah. Oh, my God. My uh, <laughs> When I drove across the country, my truck broke down at The Thing. Really? So we just went to The Thing to kill time before the tow truck came. Oh, my God. My we... truck broke down three times while we were on Oof. our road trip. It was kind of stressful. But When was this? Uh, this was when, um, back when Adam, I was going to move out to New York, and Adam flew out to San Francisco to meet me. And then we drove across the country together. Whoa. Having only really like been together for a week before then. So oh, man. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like, a, let's see how this goes. And it went OK. It went great. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been real hellish. That could have been the end of. a uh, Yeah. Ooh, there's an episode of Frasier where he. Um, <laughs> of course like, there is. Meets a woman and like. It seems ill-fated, and he's like, you know what? Why don't I just drive you to Spokane tonight, like you're, so that you don't miss your flight? And then, as soon as they get in the car, he realizes she's like the member of a cult. Oh no! And then they're like stuck in the car for three hours. So it could have been that. And it I wasn't. love getting to know people through like driving to a place together. I think it's yeah. the best way. I don't know why you just yeah, like you really like, like open up in a weird way when you're like not looking straight at each other. Yeah, and when you're like, which what do you think an adverb is when you're doing Mad Libs? <laughs> That tells you a lot about a person. Yeah. What do you spy with your eye? <laughs> um, the thing is like a roadside attraction where they're like, what is it? You got to pay a dollar to come see what it is. What is the thing? And yeah. all the billboards are like, what is it? <laughs> and then you go in and it's like a long. I'm just going to ruin it because it doesn't matter. You're oh, not my God. Spoilers. Spoilers. If you don't want to know what the thing is. This roadside attraction that's been there for like 50 years. <laughs> yeah. It's in like New Mexico or Arizona. Yeah. It's 
just like a series of like objects dioramas of like chuck wagons and also a car they claim belonged to hitler there's a rifle in there that has a sign that says it is beyond price (laughs) (laughs) but then the main thing that i think is supposed to be the thing is just like a dead body it's like a skeleton that they like unearth there's like no information about it don't they also have like hitler's car or something right i mentioned that yeah 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 (laughs) oh right 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 it's definitely not hitler's real car though no um otherwise they would just advertise it as like this is hitler's car for sure this just makes me want to rewatch that movie rat race oh i never saw that movie uh don't they like have hitler's car in it's it? like the original like amazing race right uh but but the not original mad 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 world <laughs> right yeah <laughs> um <laughs> i kind of like that movie even though it's bad and smash mouth is in it <laughs> Like as actors? Um, no, they just appear at the end. It's like, and Smash Mouth. And then they like do a concert and like, oh, man. that's basically the big. I love how much Smash Mouth did that. Yeah. How much they were just like, we're the music at the end of every movie. <laughs> I was, um, me and my brother and our family like drove up to Morro Bay for uh, Mother's Day recently. And, and we got stuck in traffic on the way down and we were all so bored. And I just started like singing acapella, the lyrics from from uh hey now yeah 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 it was uh pretty entertaining i recommend it that's i mean it's pretty upsetting how many of those lyrics we all know i didn't know them i had to look them up you did yeah i I just i know them like phonetically but i didn't i'd never like actually looked at them before oh yeah but you know them yeah like if someone started singing the song you would be able to sing along with all of it probably uh yeah maybe i would be able to yeah I'm not going to, but now I really want to. Um, we got some new butt picks. Yeah, we got a lot. Uh, yeah. I'm going to run down them real quick. Our butt cup overfloweth. You guys are <laughs> great. Um, <laughs> uh, Maggie sent us a lacy white butt pick. Very nice. Lizzie sent us not a butt pick, but a drawing of, of herself nude running. Um, I think it's her. It's great. Uh uh, someone sent us a picture of herself walking naked into a lake or something, and I that just, one was real amazing. It's amazing, and it looks really dreamy, and she looks like an angel, and I just want to be there in the wilderness. Um, Gracie sent us a pic of her butt in like an orange thong, really nice, very peachy. Um, Haley sent us a pic of herself trying on swimsuits in a Target bathroom. It looks great. I th- hope you bought that swimsuit. Uh, <laughs> Isa sent us a picture or no a video of herself dancing to her favorite dirty song uh, Look Back at Me by Trina um, and it's like a really great video of her dancing in black tights it's fucking awesome yeah oh, I love dancing um, um, uh, Irene sent us a picture of her but she uh, tripped over her vacuum and bruised her butt <laughs> she oh, yeah. sent us several pictures of the bruise progressing and it was uh, pretty amazing it looks like one of those colorized photos of the galaxies yeah yeah it's beautiful it's really beautiful uh and then this isn't a butt picture but olivia drew a lavender orpington which is like one of the kinds of chickens that um, martha stewart has (laughs) and it's uh really fancy and wearing a monocle and i really liked it um also (laughs) claire sent us butt patches (gasps) what this is the first lisa seeing of it i forgot to tell you oh my god (laughs) that she embroidered those are so great yeah um those these are, are also good. Those are lovely. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. You guys can continue to send us pictures of your butt to babygenuses.podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. We love those butts. We really do. Um, speaking of butts, I got a new bathing suit. 
um, that is... I was shopping for a bathing suit. I could not find... I mean, it was very typical. Oh, wait. I know what this is. (laughs) I know I'm acting so surprised. really good acting surprise when she's literally... I'm just really excited for whenever anyone gets a new bathing suit. (laughs) I mean, me too. And I was like, it's time. I went on tour. Like, I brought my old bathing suit on tour and it's just like... Oh, this thing is on its last legs. It's time. It, it it was starting to get that weird thing where like it just starts to pill, but like only oh, at yeah, the butt. Totally. Doesn't that happen to like everyone's? Ba- it's so gross. Why does that happen? I don't know. It's like it makes it look like you've been rubbing your butt along the side of the pool. Yeah, it like- makes me feel like I'm a dog who's been rubbing my ass on the carpet, and <laughs> like I know bear. that I don't do that. <laughs> um, don't you? I don't. <laughs> Not in my bathing suit. Only when I have worms do I do it. Um, but so I was shopping for a bathing suit. I couldn't find one that I liked. I was like, maybe they have Garfield bathing suits. Couldn't <laughs> find any Garfield bathing suits. So I was like, maybe there's a website where I can like put in a picture of Garfield and they can put it on a bathing suit. And I found one. And then I was like, wait, why would I only do Garfield? So I really quickly in Photoshop made a collage of Garfield and the cast of Frasier and an extra Niles and George Clooney and me and the Indigo Girls and Anthony Jeselnik. <laughs> um, why why is he on there? Um cuz okay, I was like it's funny to put one of my friends on there and also I thought he of all my friends would find it the least funny. <laughs> so that would make it the most funny to me. Did he um, like it? <laughs> so, oh, and then I put the Getty Images watermark over it. And then on the chest, it says, I'm cool. Um, and I was like, I, I, I ordered it. It arrived so quickly. I was so <laughs> excited. And then I was like, I can't post a picture online. Like, I need Anthony to see it before, uh, before I post it. So it was like weeks where I had it and I had to be like, Hey, can I come swim at your pool? Uh No ulterior motive whatsoever. But uh, he saw it (laughs) and he was um, more flattered than he had any right to be. Of course. (laughs) Um, uh, As usual. But, uh, (laughs) but so then I finally posted it online and Perry Gilpin, who plays Roz on Frasier saw it reposted it and said she wants one so now i'm gonna make her one but i think i'm gonna do a new collage that's like mostly just me and her (laughs) (laughs) oh my god (laughs) i thought you were gonna say just the cast of fraser but no Uh, no i'm definitely gonna be in there i just will probably take out like the indigo girls and george clooney and stuff yeah but Um, you're gonna leave anthony jazelneck in (laughs) Uh, probably not yeah yeah but i'm really (laughs) excited about that that's my latest project i think Oh, also, if any of you guys were at Max FunCon, you've already seen this because I wore it on stage during Talk Show the Game Show, which, by the way, Max FunCon was so fun. Oh, yeah. I really want to go next year. Yeah, I really I you guys, I don't worry. I'm I really gave Lisa the hard sales pitch about going next year because I had so much fun. I'll go. Yeah. Lisa was in Norway, so she couldn't go. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I had a great time. Um, Uh. Okay, I wanted to talk about one thing real quick. Okay. How many of our listeners are into slime? I'm really curious because slime is like this huge trend right now and I didn't pick up on it until way too late. But apparently all the teens are into it. Which is so funny because it's like they didn't even grow up with... uh, With Gak. With Gak or like any of those... What was that Nickelodeon show where... They dump slime on you. Uh, there was you can't say that on... You can't do that on television. That's not the one I'm thinking uh, of. What's the one with Mark Summers? Oh, yeah. Uh... Double Dare. Double Dare. Yeah. There were a bunch of slimy things, slimy shows on there. I mean, slime was kind of their branding for a while. Um, so I love that it's back. 
Yeah. And I love that teens are into it and they're all like making it and selling it. And a bunch of them have like built a whole business on selling their slime on Instagram. It's so funny. And I don't really know what you do with it. I guess you just get it and you just splooch it around with your fingers and it's some of it has glitter in it and some of it's themed like you can get like minion slime and like <laughs> um, so funny is it just yellow i guess yeah and then i just i really like um wholesome teen obsessions uh like in uh finland right now a lot of people have been uh pinging me about this but people are uh teens in finland are riding hobby horses and like competing with them oh, as yeah. if they were real people horses been sending us those a lot yeah they're doing like dressage and stuff i just love it whenever teens are obsessed with something that is like kind of harmless and yeah very specific it started showing up on my instagram when i would look for like asmr things on yeah I um I was reminded of it recently because I was uh, an ad for BioTrue, which is like the contact lens solution I use came up. And then I just saw a bunch of comments on it like, oh, you could use that for slime. Bro, I use this for slime. <laughs> and then someone else was starting to argue like, you should not use this for slime because it'll raise the price of it. And people need it for like a medical, you know, need like it's for people's bodies. And someone else was <laughs> like, well, you're right. But I didn't say that I use it for slime. I'm just saying you could use it for slime. Um <laughs> man Bro. i love the internet i love it so much it's gonna just be so hard for us to understand when we're older there's just gonna be so much that we're not gonna know about <gasps> oh i also love fidget spinners oh yeah yeah it's so funny that those are like everywhere immediately everywhere when we got to norway i asked um one of the people there like oh do you have fidget spinners here yet And he's like yeah actually you should have brought some because we have a fidget spinner shortage <gasps> um, and we were like walking down the street and we saw this mobile store that normally sells cell phones but they had just switched to fidget spinners to try what? to like take advantage of the trend and they had just opened and they were like putting them out and immediately people ran in and just grabbed all of them and were like playing with them before they could even set up their whoa display and they were like really fancy fidget spinners with like lots of gears and i'm into it lights and stuff i love it i haven't played with one yet we got one at the airport oh really because our plane was delayed is we it panicked great? yeah it's awesome um i've played with a fidget cube yeah i have one of those, those too. are those are really fun yeah i like it i have all kinds of doodads now yeah they're great yeah i, I don't think making fun of them is cool nah i mean why bother why bother they're popular yeah. So saying they're stupid isn't going to change that. It just makes you seem grumpy. Yeah, totally. <laughs> also, like, it seems like a really good ADHD thing. Like, yeah, unless they have like lights and stuff on them. Right. <laughs> yeah, that can be annoying. I could I could see like being a teacher and seeing an entire class of these things. I'd be like, uh. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how teachers feel about them, because it's like if the kids are actually paying more attention while using them. Which yeah. Seems like. That'd be good. It's a possibility. Also, if if like that trend had started when I was in like middle school, it would have been a crazy competitive thing for sure. It would have been oh, like, yeah. oh, what's your fidget spinner? Is it fancy? Yeah. Like pogs. Back then we were into stickers. So it was like, oh, do you have like fuzzies or oilies or. Oh, man. Yeah. We, were, we were competitive about crapper keepers. Oh, yeah. Like who has like the most folders and like pencil cases and stuff. Yeah. Those were so cool. The Lisa Frank ones. Yep, I had the Lisa Frank. Oh, do mm -hmm. I sound so old? <laughs> Is this like the oldest we can possibly sound right now? I just turned 34. That sounds... Yay, happy birthday, Lisa. Thank you. That sounds very old to me. I don't feel old. I don't think that's old. No. I mean, but it's it not. But it is like... Okay, you want to hear something crazy? Yeah. So, Julia Roberts was 23 in Pretty Woman. What? <laughs> 
<laughs> she seems so old Doesn't to me. She seems so old. That's the weirdest thing is that like characters in movies and stuff who are now way younger than I am still seem like adult women. And I don't feel like yeah. I am that at all. Also, okay, this is like also like if I had to guess, I'd be like, she's 45. Yeah, like, <laughs> my, guess of course is she's that, not. my guess is that Julia Roberts has been 40 for the last 40 years. Yeah, always. <laughs> um, <laughs> also, in my best friend's wedding. Do you remember that movie? Yeah, vaguely. The premise of that movie is that Julia Roberts and her best friend make an agreement that they'll marry each other if they haven't found someone to marry by the time they're 28. Oh, no. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> 28 is so young. That's sick. And that movie only came out 20 years ago. It was like 1997. Jesus. Anyway. <laughs> we're old. I'm going to stay a teen forever. <laughs> uh, is it time for Chunch Chat? It is time for Chunch Chat, our regular segment where we talk about any news and updates in the world of Martha Stewart's Pony Ben Chunch. Chunch. When the clock strikes noon, we could have a picnic lunch, find wine full moon, and we're chatting about chunch and chunch. Ben Chunch won an award. <gasps> Congratulations, Ben Chunch. Um, written by Sarah Levins, won the pre- uh, pleasure class at the Bedford Riding Lane Association uh, Championship or whatever. Um, <laughs> very proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> I like that it was a pleasure class. <laughs> yeah. I take a lot of pleasure Any in that. class is a pleasure class when Ben Chunch is in it. Um, and then Adam's sister wrote me an email. Uh, she said, I'm at a party and we have been talking about Ben Chunch for the past 15 minutes. And it came up because someone here has a cat named Bean Church. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> and she didn't explain why. And I'm like really curious why this cat is named that. And it's totally unrelated to yeah, Ben Chunch. Completely unrelated. What the hell, man? Fuck. Well, does that conclude Chunch Chat? Yes. That concludes Chunch Chat. It's time for one on fun. You go first. God damn it. <laughs> I really thought I was going to get away with just sitting here silently and like thinking that the rule was you go first, (laughs) but I would like trick you into thinking you had to go first. (laughs) Don't we usually, we switch off usually. Do we? I I, Not in any sort of organized way. Yeah. Um, Not it. Fucking hell. Fucking hell, man. Uh, Okay. Lisa. Uh, If you... I can't think of a single question that I haven't already asked you like 800 times. I thought of one. Okay, do it. Um, yes. Well, I don't know if you want to answer this. This one could be... Okay. Is it mean? No. Okay. But it could be. Well, okay. What's, what's a true thing about you that you would hate for other people to point out to you? Oh. Right? Interesting. Not a fun question. I mean, sometimes I'm like, why can't people just tell me what's wrong with me? Because I know there's something. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, why can't we just tell you? Because how often do you have like a conversation about someone, you know, where like all of their friends are like, this is their problem. (gasps) And no one says it to them. Yeah. And you're like, wouldn't this be easier if they just knew? Oh, yeah. But it would be devastating. It would be devastating. And it's also it's like people need to want to change. Yeah. that's always the fear, right? Is that there's something you're doing that you're totally unaware of. Cause usually we think we're aware of our flaws. Like we know exactly yeah. what we're doing wrong, but we don't. We really don't. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I had a friend one time who I was like, oh man, this woman needs therapy. And I like really encouraged her to like go into therapy. And so she started going and then she told me what she was talking about in therapy. And I was like, that's not what you're supposed to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know what to do, but I was like, and she started seeing my therapist and it was so tempting to just be like, Hey, can I um, tell you what uh, her real problem is? Hey, real quick. Here's what you should be working on. I don't, you wish you could just sort of like anonymously text people's therapists and tell them what their deal is. Oh man. Right. Yeah. That would be a horrible breach of ethics. I know. Um, wait, so what's the question again? What What would I not want someone to point out to me? Yeah. Um, I guess uh, I wouldn't want people to point out to me um, that whenever my nipples are showing. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Because like, who cares? What, what am I going to do about it? Right. What am I going to do about it right now? Yeah. Unless it's like sticking out, like completely exposed and I can pull my shirt up. But if I'm just like wearing an outfit where my nipples are showing and I can't tell, don't tell me what deal with it. Yeah. I don't, I don't need to, I need, I don't need to deal with that. Yeah. Good answer. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, Lisa, yeah. would you want your friends to tell you like, would you like, if that was, uh, an option, like a service you could pay for, were you like, sign up and your friends anonymously write down what they think you should change is that would you want that um i think if it was something that like oh god like if multiple people all had the same issue with me i would definitely want to know but if it was just one person i'd be like no i don't care yeah yeah get stuffed yeah fuck you (laughs) you think you're perfect (laughs) god humans are so so flawed We're, we're so messed up we really are well, well, that concludes one on fun. We'll be right back with Wiki of the Week. I'm Hal Lublin. I'm Danielle Radford. I am Michael Eagle. And we are the hosts of Tights and Fights, Maximum Fun's newest podcast dedicated to all things wrestling. We'll be talking about Sasha Banks, the women's revolution, Sasha Banks, the brand split, and Sasha Banks's wigs. And we'll also be talking about wrestler fashion. Some wrestlers wear too many clothes. Some wrestlers don't wear enough clothes at all. And I'll be doing impressions of all your favorite wrestlers. New episodes Thursdays on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh yeah, dig it. Tyson Fight Podcast. Tyson Welcome to Wiki of the Week. Very excited to introduce our guest this week. She's a very funny comedian and writer, Jen D'Angelo. Thanks for being here. Oh man, thanks for having me. This week's Wikipedia page was sent to us by... Maggie Duffy. Thank you, Maggie. And it is the Wikipedia page for Balloon Fest 86. (laughs) Um... Balloon Fest 86 was a 1986 event in which the United Way of Cleveland and Ohio set a world record by releasing almost one and a half million balloons. 
The event was intended to be a harmless fundraising publicity stunt, Uh-oh. but the boat, you never say that it was intended to be harmless <laughs> yeah. unless it did a bunch of harm. Yeah. Um, Wait, and also this is not a hot air balloon festival. This is just straight just up like balloons. Right balloons. balloons. Cool. Yeah. So litter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. Um, but the balloons drifted back over the city, Lake Erie, and land in the surrounding area and caused problems for traffic and a nearby airport. The event also interfered with a United States Coast Guard search for two boaters who were later found drowned. In consequence, the organizers and the city faced lawsuits seeking millions of dollars in damages and cost overruns put the event at a net loss. What if it was all a cover to drown those two people? (laughs) (laughs) They're like, they'll never find them. They'll be too busy. (laughs) The perfect crime. Yes. Oh, my God. The perfect, very expensive balloon crime. Yeah. I mean, if you work in a balloon making factory and you have two people who own a boat and you want to kill them. Yeah. It seems like you got to do this. Oh, man. Um, The stunt was coordinated by Balloon Art by Treb, a Los Angeles based company headed by Treb Henning kind of name is treb uh (laughs) which spent six months preparing for it a rectangular structure the size of a city block measuring 250 feet by 150 feet and rising three stories high covered with a one-piece net of woven mesh material was set up to hold the balloons on the southwest quadrant of public square in cleveland uh inside the structure uh, 2500 students and other volunteers spent many hours filling the balloons with helium United Way originally planned to release 2 million balloons, but eventually stopped at over 1.4 million. <laughs> like, oh that's enough. Um, children sold... We're tired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oof. Um, children sold sponsorships to benefit United Way at the price of $1 for every two balloons. So, 50 cents a balloon. Yeah. <laughs> could, could have just rounded <laughs> why are we? Why are we doing this, guys? I'm trying to make it sound like a bargain. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, make it do math. Um... So the launch on Saturday, September 27th, 1986, with a rainstorm approaching. Oh, my God. Yeah. This is like so uh, organizers decided on an early release of the balloons at about 1.50 p.m. Eastern time or EDT. What is EDT? Eastern. Yeah. Yeah. Eastern time zone. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Close to 1.5 million balloons rose up from Cleveland's public square surrounding terminal tower and surpassing a world record set the previous year on the 30th anniversary of disneyland so disneyland also did this a lot of places have done things like this and i wonder like how does it go ideally like because where do those balloons go it's like no matter what you're choking a bunch of fish right Right, exactly there's no way you're not fucking something up unless the balloons are like totally biodegradable which i don't think any of them are yeah it's not like they disintegrate after a day like they're gonna land eventually yeah yeah it's just far enough away that it's not your problem, usually. I don't know. Yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> this is why the 80s were so nuts. <laughs> we just didn't know. People yeah. were like, yeah, whatever. It's up in the sky. It's I mean, like, the, no, it lands. The people who planned this were definitely on tons of coke. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. We'll do yeah. two million. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine blowing up a million balloons and being like, okay, and again? It's <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> Also, I think the subtext of this that we haven't talked about yet is just the idea of world records for like is not something we really care about as much anymore. Yeah. Like the Guinness Book of World Records existed because there was no Internet. I mean, that was a big deal to me when I was like a kid. Yeah. Oh, I I desperately wanted to be in the book for something. Yeah, I studied that thing. But it was like, (laughs) and then what happens? Yeah. 
Um, I had a friend who was like thinking about trying to get in the Guinness Book of World Records because he was doing like, do you, do you know Sammy Obeyed? He was doing Mm-mm. comedy every day. Like he didn't take a day off from doing a stand up show Whoa. for like a thousand days. Wow. So like on Christmas, on like days he was sick, on his birthday, like he didn't stop. And he did more than one show a day usually. So it was like more than a thousand sets, but it was like he didn't take a break. And he thought about getting um, in the Guinness Book of World Records for it. But you have to, you would have had to pay for a verifier yeah. to yeah. come like live with you yeah. while you're doing it. For the whole time. Yeah. It's not just like email me every week or whatever. No, <laughs> it's like they would Whoa. have to like physically like come to the shows and you would have to like pay them a salary and house them and stuff. Weird. Okay, so that's the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was going to pitch a show about this, but <laughs> no one else do it. <laughs> um. I love what, whenever a Wikipedia page has a section called consequences. Yeah. It has a whole consequences section. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It's pretty bad. Yeah. The, the three sections are preparations, launch, and consequences, <laughs> which are the three acts of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my God, you guys. It's writing itself. Um, so the balloons collided with a front of cool air and rain and dropped towards the ground, clogging the land and waterways of Northeast Ohio. In the days following the event, balloons were reported washed ashore on the Canadian side of Lake Erie. Two fishermen, Raymond Broderick and Bernard Sulzer, who had gone out on September 26, were reported missing by their families on the day of the event. Rescuers spotted their 16-foot boat anchored west of the Edgewater Park breakwall, and a Coast Guard search and rescue helicopter crew had difficulties reaching the area because of the asteroid field of balloons. Have you seen pictures of this, by no, the way? No, I haven't. I looked at pictures of Balloon Fest, and it's crazy. Like, okay, I'm gonna I mean, it it's kind of beautiful, like how many you know little spots <laughs> I mean, of color there yeah. are everywhere. But I'm sure it's oh yeah. my also, god, it's, it looks like a swarm of insects. I feel like if you have tryptophobia, this would kind of trigger it, just because it looks like a cluster of I don't know if eggs it, or it, something. It doesn't cluster. It doesn't trigger my trypophobia. But oh, you have that. I do have it. Yeah, yeah. And but this, it does look like a. It's kind of beautiful and horrifying yeah, at the same time. It looks yeah. like a cloud. It looks like when you try to make like a picture out of a million tiny pictures. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, like a yeah. Like a like chuck close. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, so the Coast Guard had to suspend their search because they were like, we can't even bother. There's just balloons everywhere. Uh, and the fishermen's bodies subsequently washed ashore. Oh, God. The wife of one of the fishermen sued the United Way of Cleveland, of course, um, yeah. and the company that organized the balloon release for $3.2 million and later settled on undisclosed terms. I bet she wanted to kill her husband and then also <laughs> she sued <laughs> the company. It's the she perfect crime. This perfect poor crime. woman. Um, <laughs> Balloons landing on a pasture in Medina County spooked Louise Nowakowsk's Arabian horses, which suffered suffered permanent injuries as a result. Um, Lisa's like, this isn't funny anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it is slightly funny to me just because in a really dark way where it's like, oh, the worst thing I can imagine being around horses is like a bunch of balloons. Yeah. yeah. Also, like, if I were a horse, this would definitely spook the shit out of me. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's a totally reasonable reaction for sure. I it's saw, like stuff you've never seen before is falling from the sky by the millions. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. the other day I saw a horse spooked uh, spook at a parked car, and the <gasps> horse had already oh. seen the parked car, but now was approaching it from the opposite way and was like, "What's that?" Oh, and man. like whirled around. I was just like, "Okay, horses yeah. will spook at literally anything." So a million <laughs> balloons would probably also do it. Yeah, poor horses. 
Um, Noah Kausk sued the United Way of Cleveland for $100,000 in damages and settled for undisclosed terms. Um, Burke Lakefront Airport had to shut down a runway for half an hour after balloons landed there. (laughs) God, can you imagine being in an airplane? (laughs) Oh, my God. Why is there not a Sully movie about this? (laughs) (laughs) He hit like one geese. Yeah. One goose? One goose. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) One unit of geese. (laughs) Traffic accidents were also reported as drivers swerved to avoid slow motion blizzards of multicolored orbs or took, (laughs) otherwise known as balloons, um, or took their eyes off the road to gawk at the overhead spectacle. Oh Oh my my God. God. Yeah. What a bad idea. But is this like the beginning of us knowing that this was a bad idea? Was like this the first time that we were like, oh, we shouldn't like just let balloons go. Oh, interesting. I'm still so curious as to what the ideal situation is for this. And I would like a balloon expert to let us know. Yeah. Yeah. Do they just think it'll just keep going up and up and up? Yeah. I think they do. Just becomes part of the atmosphere. Just into just goes space. into space. And it yeah. protects us from the sun. I mean, like, I think on the West Coast, we're kind of like, it'll just go out over the ocean. Right. And, and then, then it's we'll the ocean's problem. Again. But like yeah. in Ohio, it's like, oh, no, everything just stays here. Yeah. yeah. Also, was this before or after their like river caught on fire? <laughs> oh. Like it's like so crazy to be like, oh, yeah, like when it'll just re- go into that <laughs> fiery river. <laughs> That's or lake, so crazy. Maybe? Wait. Ohio River Fire. This is yeah. like the only thing I know about Cleveland now. Oh yeah, the Cuyahoga River uh caught on fire um in 1969. So this is oh, after yeah, that. after, yeah. yeah. They're like, oh, "Okay, it'll go land in the water, catch on fire, burn yeah. up, it'll be gone." Oh man, what's going on, <laughs> Ohio? Why why do all of our elections depend on what happens there? You guys need to get it together. <laughs> Um, I remember in, um, when I was living in San Francisco in 2011, uh, there was a promotion like this where they released a bunch of balloons, um, like this company Homefront. I just found this article about it. A Homefront promotion for the game developers conference involved releasing hundreds of red balloons in the downtown of one of the most environmentally conscious cities in America. Uh, and then, like, a bunch of them just ended up in the bay. Mm. And everyone was so pissed. Yeah. And it was just like, this is the wrong city to do this in. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't believe it. Um, so anyway. dumb. Man, you just can't really, like, release a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. Have you guys heard that? It might be an urban legend, but it's about, like, a production of Carousel where they tried to release a bunch of doves at the end, but they put them too close to the stage lights. So when they opened the cages, just, like, a bunch of dead doves fell on the stage. Oh, no. <laughs> no. I would. It's really funny that there might be an urban legend about a production <laughs> yeah. of Carousel. <laughs> like all the kids are talking about Carousel. Yeah, it's like, like it's the Slenderman. hot new secret. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Just coming for you. Based on films and TV, releasing doves goes pretty bad most of the time, right? Right. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> when did that fucking start? What a weird. People are so fucking weird, man. Yeah. Okay. What you guys? Let's brainstorm. Okay. What is a more environmentally friendly way of achieving a world record? Planting trees. Yeah. <laughs> How much trash can you pick up from yeah, break yeah. the record? Just like dismantling that trash island in the Pacific. Yeah. The fastest. Mm-hmm. The fastest. <laughs> yeah. of Anyone who's ever dismantled it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you race to dismantle it. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah, like... Oh, uh, yeah, just releasing the most seeds. 
seeing where they go. <laughs> oh, that is like a dubious honor. They'll be like, you did what? <laughs> um, yeah, I guess that's good. Like petting the most animals, maybe. Or like, oh, yeah. Is that altruistic, though? Seems kind of selfish. I never said this had to be altruistic. It just had to be environmentally friendly. Oh, it's true. You know? Also, do we even have time to debate what altruism even means or if it's even possible? Is it possible to commit true altruism if your goal is to commit true altruism? Because even then you're achieving a goal, which in itself is a self-serving. There's a whole episode of Friends about this. (laughs) Yeah. About the bee? Yeah. Oh, yeah, thank yeah. God I don't have to think about it anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. you can like just go watch that episode. And just Phoebe kinda... lets a bee sting her so that it looks like strong in front of its bee friends. And everyone's like, uh, you know, bees die after. <laughs> um, That's a great show. When we were, when I was at uh, Max FunCon, um, one of the uh, questions that Guy asked me when I was on panel for Talk Show the Game Show was... Um, so about about how Lisa Kudrow originally was supposed to be Roz on Frasier. Oh and yeah, then they gave it to Perry Gilpin. I forgot about like, that. Would you want that have to have happened? And I was like, no, because Friends without her would be unbearable. Totally. <laughs> she anchors the whole thing. She really does. <laughs> um, well, that concludes Wiki of the Week. We'll be right back with Jen D'Angelo. All right, we're back with Jen D'Angelo. Before we get into our topics, you have something to say about the movie Rat Race? Oh my gosh, it was very hard for me to not run over here and jump on the microphone. <laughs> you guys were talking about Rat Race. It was legitimately my favorite movie for yes! all of eighth grade. Yes! Oh my god, my like best friend in eighth grade and I used to watch it all the time. So much so that we eventually watched it with the director's commentary and watched. Like- <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What did you learn from the director's commentary? Oh, my gosh. The thing that, like, really sticks out in my mind, just because it dates it so vividly, uh, is that (laughs) it was the final scene where they crash Hitler's car into a Smash Mouth concert. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Seth Green has a line that he just can't get out. Or I forget what the line is in the movie, but um, the director... I think it's a Zucker. Jerry yeah. Zucker, maybe? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> I think it's, uh, yeah, Jerry Zucker. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's talking about how Seth Green, like, could not get this line out and then <laughs> eventually just says, like, uh, just put it on the DVD blooper reel because that was, like, a new thing that movies were coming oh, out with yeah. the blooper reel oh, on yeah. DVD. <laughs> and then we watched the blooper reel and it is Seth Green just flubbing this line like a million times and just getting like annoyed. Like it's not a fun, <laughs> not blooper. Like a fun blooper. Yeah, it's like he's tired. Oh man. <laughs> Awkward bloopers are so uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. They're crazy. Where they're like, oh, you guys are not getting along on set. Yeah. You're not having fun. This should not be in the blooper reel. Yeah. Someone just got seriously injured. This isn't. <laughs> yeah. I remember... <laughs> A blooper from Rush Hour 3. (laughs) (laughs) Where (laughs) Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan are on a plane and uh, Chris Tucker's cell phone rings in his suit pocket and it's just like his phone. But it was like, you know, 2003 or whatever. So cell phones were like cool and fun and exciting. Uh, And impossible to silence. Yeah. And so he like takes it out and answers it. And you can hear the crew kind of like laughing. And Jackie Chan is like politely laughing along. But it's definitely like there's a vibe of like 
don't do this. Yeah. Like, come on, dude. Come on. We got a data bank. Like, please yeah. answer this or like hang up this phone. Rude. Uh, but it's great. Um, so the other things we wanted to talk to you about are the movie, the television show Friends. Mm-hmm. So tell us about your relationship with this TV show. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I've been watching a ton of Friends lately because it's on Netflix on now. Netflix. It's like the perfect thing to put on. So whatever. Good. Yeah, it's great. Uh, and there's a fact about Friends that I've been thinking about nonstop, I would say, for days, uh, <laughs> which is just that. So Jennifer Aniston and Lisa Kudrow won Emmys. Uh, Matthew Perry, Matt LeBlanc, and David Schwimmer were all nominated for Emmys, and Courtney Cox was never even nominated what? once. Oh, no. And wow. I just can't stop thinking about what that must have done to her psyche. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so sad. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and it's also not deserved. Like, you can't really say that. I mean, like, Lisa yeah, Kudrow is amazing, like, but... That feels like a real fuck you. Totally. Yeah. It's like, at a certain point, that show ran for, what, 10 seasons? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. You and think you're nominating like, the other on. two. Yeah. Just fucking throw her a bone. Toss her in and there. And she was great on the show. Yeah, she was great. But just an unlikable character. You think that's why? I think that's why. She was kind of she was shrill like and like, yeah. 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 Um, so sexist. So sexist. I am all in favor of unlikable women. Yeah. <laughs> on television. Um, she's a great character. Yeah. yeah. She's so great. Also, I mean, she got a really like bad, uh, a bad break in the, uh, the Friends lawsuit. Oh, oh yeah that is well, also terrible so <laughs> do you did you ever hear about the friends lawsuit uh remind me um so it was do you know about this yeah, yeah. it was like a writer's assistant yeah. that sued oh yeah for sexual harassment right yeah yeah oh yeah um, oh god because like the writer's room was like you know like every writer's room is like a very nasty place really you know? rowdy yeah yeah um and uh what did they say about courtney cox so that was the thing that was fucked up was like basically in the deposition they had to say like all of the nasty things that the writers were saying about the actors and then it became public so all the actors read it Mm -hmm. and they said something about like courtney cox who was like having trouble conceiving a child and they were like she's got like fucking cobwebs in her uterus yeah like like, twigs and leaves yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) i just always think about like oh man it's (laughs) It's and so mean. It's so mean. It's horrible. It's what they based that storyline in um, the comeback. The comeback. About. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Here's so a crazy. one for fun. Uh, yeah. One on fun. <laughs> uh, one on fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, this is for fun. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. Would you. Uh, or is this. Tech- okay. Whatever. I'll just ask it. Uh, would you be on a hugely successful television show that would make you a millionaire? like 50 times over for the rest of your life mm-hmm. if it meant that everyone would win awards except for you and then one day you would have to sit in a courtroom and have people read about what they think about your reproductive oh system. My God. Oh man, that's a great question. Like, so would I want to be Courtney Cox? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is the question. Do I have to marry David Arquette? <laughs> yeah, you can leave all the personal, her personal life out yeah. of it. Okay. And then where does Bruce Springsteen factor into this? Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You still start there. <laughs> Wait, what? Because she was in a Bruce Springsteen music video. Oh, nice. Dancing in the dark. She goes yeah. on stage with him and like does like a snappy little like. That's what the Carlton uh, dance is based on. Oh my God. Yeah. Courtney Cox has gotten such. The, she's, <laughs> she's gotten the shaft over and over again. That's what the Carlton dance is based on. Yeah. Like, You're like, here's what bad dancing is. Yeah. 
<laughs> All the cool black people on TV were making fun of how she danced forever. Yeah, for years. Oh my god. Still. <laughs> Holy shit. But she is very rich. She's she super is. rich. Yeah. And hot. Um, I don't think I'd want it. Oh, okay. Nah. I don't think I I would I ever want to be that famous yeah yeah it does seem horrible a nightmare I don't think it'd be worth the money no yeah you have no privacy ever never no privacy and no real close relationships yeah yeah I mean have you read any of those emails that have become public with Johnny Depp's battle with his business manager no no (laughs) they're insane because (laughs) I guess like he owes a ton of money to a bunch of people because he just spends way too much money oh and that's why he keeps Um, doing those pirates movies (laughs) yeah Yeah. exactly he started like Uh, selling property too now he's like trying to offload yeah his like weird ass castles houses. or whatever yeah. yeah uh or that's nicholas cage that owns castles but uh <laughs> similar yeah same <laughs> um but yeah they're suing him for like unpaid commission or something like that like unpaid fees and so all these emails are being released and uh there's one where his business manager emails him being like hey like when you get back we have to talk about you cutting down your spending i know it's christmas coming up blah 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 and then johnny depp responds and is just like i'll do my best but it is christmas and i have to give my family a great christmas and also what do you suggest for flying back from wherever he is in europe because like he can't fly on just an airline like he has to take a private jet and i was just like god yeah that's horrible if you get to a point where you're that famous but you are struggling financially (laughs) and you're just like i have to keep buying like private jets or like trips. I mean, you can't. He could just go on an airplane. Yeah, like, that's would true. People would be annoying, but still, it's like he could just be in first class. Right? I saw yeah. James Spader in first class once, and he was on the phone, and he gave me this look like, uh, uh-uh. uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> I guess, like, yeah, the problem with flying first class. And again, what an unrelatable sentence <laughs> is like, or just being that famous is like, even if you don't do anything. People will tell a story about the time they saw you. Totally. Oops. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, oh, I still wanted you to tell me that story. Yeah, yeah. A, it was really exciting mine, for me. A friend of mine told me a story recently about like seeing Louis C.K. on a plane, and Ooh. like, and I was just like, oh man. I mean, that's great too because he has all those great plane jokes. Yeah, you're <laughs> like, true. I'll be in a joke, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, no one go up to a comedian and try and get in a joke because you will not get in the joke the way you think you will. Yeah, nope. it'll be so sad. Yeah. Oh man. Um, okay, wait. Here's another friend's fact okay. that I, I guess this isn't that interesting, but I was like looking up Julia Roberts' information because I was like so weirded out by how old she is and how young she was when she was in all those movies. But uh, when she was on Friends for a couple episodes, because she and Matthew Perry were dating. They were dating? Yeah. Whoa. And apparently someone reported that, like, there's a scene where they kiss in that episode. And she was like, I'm glad we did that practicing over the weekend. Whoa. Oh, my God. Isn't that so weird? It's wow. so weird to me that they dated. Yeah. It's so weird to me that she dates anyone. Isn't that? I know. Because she's, I don't know why I find her so asexual. Yeah. Yeah, there is something so weird about her. Where, like you were saying earlier, I think it's like just she's been of forty how forever. Old we were yeah, when she became such a big star, and she's just America's sweetheart. Yeah, we have a fucking <laughs> the fact that she's America's sweetheart. It's like we have such a strong virgin whore complex that she literally yeah. played a whore, and I couldn't picture her. Sexually. <laughs> yeah, that's why Notting Hill is such a great movie, though, because it kind of plays on that perception of her. Right? Yeah, as like a insanely famous person. Um, yeah. what it's a great the... movie. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Notting Hill. Yeah. <gasps> 
I, I really should. It's like one oh, of the great. best rom-coms of all time. Okay. I got to watch it. Hugh Grant oh, yeah. is so great. In yeah. It. Reza Fons is very funny in it. It's right. That's him, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, are there any other insights about friends that you'd like to share with us? Well, I did not know that Julia Roberts dated Matthew Perry and that blows my mind because I do find it very interesting. Like I, it just seems like a TV show could never make anyone as famous as they were ever again. Yeah. Yeah. And like, they were all dating like huge A-list stars, like Brad, Brad Pitt, Pitt guested on it. Cause he was dating Jennifer Aniston. Like yeah. they got, they just got like huge guest stars. There's an episode of friends uh, that starts like the cold open is uh, Billy Crystal and Robin Williams coming over and just <laughs> talking to them and being completely insane. And Robin Williams is just like improvising in this like insane accent. Uh, what episode was this? Um, oh my I gosh, I gotta this? look it up. It's uh, it's got to be like season four or five. It's like somewhere in the middle. But it basically happened because they were shooting a movie on the lot, and they just like <laughs> walked by the friend soundstage, and they were like, "Oh my god, it's the friend soundstage!" and walked on, and they were like about to shoot. It was like their tape night. And they were like, could we be in it? And they were like, yeah, sure. So they just <laughs> improvised this cold open thing. And it's like about, I don't know. It's like Ron Williams talking about like his wife, like having sex with something insane. I forget what it is. Oh my God. <laughs> but it's crazy. But it's like, that's how famous it was that all these like super yeah. famous movie stars were like, yeah. Well, I'll just stop by the friends set. Yeah. Yeah. There's just like a, um, if you just Google Billy Crystal, Robin Williams, friends, the whole, the whole, there's a whole Wikia page about it. <laughs> um, oh, and Bruce Willis also guested on Friends and also was nominated for an Emmy for his guest oh turn on Friends. Oh my God, even That's Bruce so Willis. Yeah. It's Man, so sad. Fucking Courtney Cox really yeah. got the short end of the stick. So I like tragic. her. She seems like a nice person. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Just my yeah. that's my perception of her as a celebrity. I almost got to meet her because I briefly wrote on Cougar Town. Oh, that's and then right. I got another job while I was working there so I had to leave before production but I was gonna meet Courtney Cox and then Aww. I didn't I did meet Courtney Cox because I wrote a whole season of Cougar Town oh, right. but I met her like so briefly and I was so scared and she was so nice Aww. and I was just like it was my first writing job and I was like terrified to go on set and I just met her like so quickly and was so nervous and she was so kind and like very striking in person like she's very beautiful yeah yeah her uh, eyes are so bright. yeah just like the brightest blue eyes uh so yeah, I did not make a great first impression. In fact, I'm certain she would never remember me. <laughs> um, but I worked on her show for a season. I forgot about that. Like yeah. your job is the one that I took, I think. Yeah, like, after yeah. You left. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Oh man. Um, the other thing we wanted to talk to you about is uh, what Episcopalian school? Oh yeah, Episcopalian school. Because uh, I went to Episcopalian school from like pre-K through twelfth grade. Uh, and it's very confusing because nobody totally knows what it is because it's like not Catholic school, but basically is. Uh, it's such a weird, uh, little like pseudo religion weird thing. Uh, are there yeah. like nuns there and such or like? There's not nuns, but like we would go to chapel three times a week, uh, just like in the middle of the school day. Uh, but chapel was like, I mean, it was in a chapel and you would like sing hymns and there would be readings from the Bible. But then instead of a sermon, it would just be like a speech from anybody. Uh, oh, yeah. So like it'd be you like, could do one? yeah, like students would do them. That was like how I first started like doing comedy. <laughs> was doing- I would try to give like funny speeches in chapel. And then <laughs> I started writing like comedy, like 
I had like chapel skits, basically. Uh, I would not call them sketches. It was an intentional use of skit. Uh, <laughs> but like, yeah, they would just be like totally weird, like funny little things. But then I would have to shoehorn in like a sentence about God at the end, like some sort of lesson. <laughs> How would you... Can you give an ex- us an example? Do you remember? Are, are there any that you remember? Um, there was one that I remember where uh, it was basically that it was a prince having to go. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you haven't thought about this. I haven't then. really thought about it. And now thinking about it again, I'm like. I had internalized misogyny. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, that's fair. always a fun one. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh no, I was the problem and maybe still am. Uh, no, no, I get it now. Um, I did that out. Um, <laughs> no one can know. <laughs> yeah, no one can know. Uh, but yeah, it's like a fairy tale. It was like a fairy tale thing where it was like a prince going to rescue uh, three, like he had to rescue a princess to like, have a wife in order to become king and he like went to go rescue all these princesses with the help of like a dragon which i played uh, <laughs> and all the princesses like really didn't like him or were super annoying and he just was like this is too hard and then he came back and was just like i didn't find anybody <laughs> uh, and, and then, then god and then it was like well you just have to have faith that god will <laughs> will like guide you to whatever you are supposed to have your life be or whatever like some <laughs> Totally dumb, weird line. And then the showrunner of Cougar Town was in the audience <laughs> yeah. and was like, you got the goods. <laughs> we got to get you straight to Culver City. <laughs> um, how long did you go there for? Um, it was like 14 years. It was wow. my entire schooling. Whoa. Yeah. It was crazy. Were there like, what were the things that you realized after you left Episcopalian school where you were like, oh, why did we do that? Um, I mean, the biggest realization that I had about it was just that like, uh, like there wasn't really any sort of actual religion there, even though we like took religion classes and went to chapel. It was like very much just, it was just kind school. of social. Yeah. And it was like, everyone felt like they were just kind of going through the motions of like, well, this is what we do. This is just something that's part of life. It wasn't like super faith based and it didn't feel like the big difference between that and Catholic school, it feels like where Catholic school is like run by nuns and it's people who like really believe this. And this was more just like, we're wasps and like, yeah. this is how we live our lives. Uh, but nobody really buys into it that much because like the craziest thing was just how softly it all faded away. Where all of a sudden, like two years into college, I was just like, Oh yeah, I just like don't really believe any of that anymore. And it wasn't a <laughs> huge deal for me. And well, whatever. <laughs> but those skits. <laughs> yeah. But the skits live on forever. Where did you grow up? Uh, Philadelphia, like the okay. suburbs of Philadelphia. Um, but it was crazy too. Cause there was like, uh, it was like a super religious school technically, but there was also like an out of school, uh, Bible study group that would come, during free periods and have like donuts in a free room and you would just go there and talk about the Bible. And that was like real religion. Uh, And there were like, you know, five kids that would do that. Uh, (laughs) And I did that a little bit. And then I was like, what is this? Uh, (laughs) You're like, I'm out. Yeah. I like that you remember the donuts because that seems like a really important detail at the time. (laughs) Totally. Cause it, then that was like part of why I started realizing like, Oh, this is so strange. Cause that was clearly like a deliberate lore yeah yeah which is like you know whatever but 
seems weird. <laughs> um, would you recommend Episcopalian school to anyone? Um, you know, I definitely uh, used to think that I would, but then, because uh, I was like, yeah, it's like so chill. It's like kind of an easy way to teach you about like morals and like make sure you have a good moral compass. And like, there wasn't like a ton of pressure, blah, blah, blah. But then, uh, and I also thought Episcopalianism was super cool because I think we were like one of the first uh, sects of religion of uh, Christianity that had gay bishops that allowed oh, gay bishops. So I was like, cool. "All right, we rule." Uh, but then our like choir teacher gave a chapel speech, and he came out at the end of it. Whoa! Uh, and it caused like sort of a shockingly large uproar. And then I was like, "Oh, this is terrible." Oh. <laughs> Did he get fired? Yeah. Uh, he didn't get fired. I forget if there was like any sort. I, actually, I feel like he did like maybe take a sabbatical after that, and then like he left obviously because he was like, "Well, well, this, this sucks." sucks. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, because yeah, parents were just like, "He said that in front of sixth graders, and they're only like eleven or whatever. Like they shouldn't hear that." It's like, well, they should. Yeah, they yeah. should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I definitely now don't super recommend it. Yeah. But, you know, maybe they're more woke now. I would hope they so. get it. Hopefully. <laughs> I doubt it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, we have to go to Expert Hour. If people want to find out more about you and your work, yeah. what can they do? Um, hey, you can follow me on Twitter, at Jen Likes Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> Jen D'Angelo, everybody. It's time now for Expert Hour. What does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We need an expert. We need an expert. We need an expert hour. I guess it's appropriate that I'm eating popcorn because our expert this week is here to talk to us about movies. movies. Mm, that's a great point. <laughs> Please welcome to the show, Megan Murphy. Yay! Hi, guys. Thank you so much for being here. Now tell us, um, what would you say makes you an expert on movies? Okay. So I just graduated high school and everybody has to kind of figure out like who they are in high school. And I was like, oh my God, I love movies. And I think that loving something can make you an expert. Like I was an expert on my friend Spencer because we dated and then he broke up with me and then I wasn't an expert on him anymore. (laughs) That's a great point. That is a great point. I think also, especially because movies are such sort of like a populist art form, like there's no way to be an expert beyond just being an audience member. Great point. I think that if you're not enjoying the movie, then you're not really an expert. You're a critic and nobody likes a critic. It's a great point. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about it. What um, what kind of movies uh, are you the most interested in, would you say? Okay. Well, I'll tell you guys about my all-time favorite movie that I think is the perfect movie on every level. And that's Armageddon. <laughs> oh. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Armageddon has characters that all have their own point of view and their own arc and yet they're all side characters and then you um. have Liv Tyler who cries on cue really well and the camera circles her and I love that kind of directing when there's slow motion and the camera circles so that you see how intense things are from every side yeah I only have one problem with the movie in fact what oh, is yeah? it that I do believe that Bruce Willis and Liv Tyler should have ended up at the end instead of Liv Tyler and Ben Affleck Oh, you think she should have ended up with Bruce Willis? Yes. I realize that he plays her father in the movie, but I feel like that's a very small detail that could be overlooked. Well, oh, I think that that might be. I feel like the incest aspect would have. I forgot that he played her dad. Yeah, I actually haven't seen Armageddon. Oh, you haven't? Even though I love Michael Bay. Yeah, it's it's really good. This is the height of Michael Bay's work. 
Really? If you love Michael Bay, this will like better than Bad you. Boys Two. Better than Bad Boys Two. No way. I lied. No. I haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's an educated guess. Yeah. Yeah. I'd probably like it. I think you would love it. Um. So. Wait, so why would you want her to end up with her dad? Okay, I don't want to spoil it for you because you haven't seen it. So if you want to cover your ears, I totally understand. No, it's cool. It's cool. Okay, so in the opening scene of Armageddon, we open with Ben Affleck and Liv Tyler in bed together. But Bruce Willis walks in on them. And the first way he figures it out that they're together is he sees her bra. He gets really turned on. And that's when the chemistry starts. (laughs) I don't know if he got turned on. I thought he got like mad. Yeah, that someone was with his girl. His daughter. His girl. Split the difference. Okay. A girl. A little creepy. I do think that sometimes movies, they have a hard time, like, yeah, dissipating sexual tension between characters that are supposed to be family members. I mean, he was so upset. He fired Ben Affleck. And the only reason he rehired him was to drill a hole in a planet. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, you say that like that's not a big good reason. Well, he was a driller. If he could have hired anybody else, he would have. But he didn't know any other drillers. <laughs> have you heard the director's commentary on uh, the DVD of Armageddon where Ben Affleck is talking about how stupid the plot is? No. Yeah. And I was personally offended. <laughs> that is He's very basically offensive. talking about because the premise of the movie is that astronauts hire these like professional oil drillers to go like drill a hole in the thing and so the astronauts have to teach these oil drillers how to be astronauts and it's he's like wouldn't it be easier for the oil drillers to teach the astronauts how to just drill <laughs> instead of them teaching them how to be astronauts which seems more complicated <laughs> and that's coming from ben affleck who is a star in hollywood and that's what hollywood is based on is unbelievable cool things that would never happen in real life i don't want to see the movie that would have actually happened and we could just see it on NASA. That's a great point. Yeah. NASA probably does that all the time. What? Just They just have like people train the astronauts to do like dumb skills, like drill. And we just never hear about it because nothing happened. They probably blew it up and we never even heard. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about some other movies that um, would you say are like in your all-time greatest and why? Okay. I love the movie E.T. I oh. think it's a classic. Yeah. And I know that's probably like something that most people don't think, but I'm going to stand by my opinion. I only have one problem with it. And what? I think that E.T. should have ended up with Peter Coyote. Oh, like romantically? Yeah. Now, I actually haven't seen E.T., have you? Uh, A long time ago. Yeah. The opening scene is Peter Coyote falls in love with the idea of an alien and chases E.T. through the woods trying to charm him. And then for the whole movie, he's looking for him and he can't find him. It's a romantic story that ends at the very end. And then E.T. leaves and Peter Coyote is heartbroken. Oh, Wow. So you like romantic endings, would yeah. you say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And yet the first two movies that you said were your favorites don't have the endings you like. Because they were made a little bit wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I like that that doesn't impede your enjoyment of them. I feel like a lot of times movie critics can be like just impossible to please. I kind of like to add my own imagination to a movie. In the same way, when you read a book, you're sort of writing the scenes in your head. I watch a movie and I'm writing what the ending should have been in my mind. Yeah. Now, are there any movies that you feel like have ended right? Um, I feel like the movie Annie almost ended right because Annie did end up with Daddy Warbucks, but I do wish that they had made love. Oh, my God. But she was like a child. But I think that they really had chemistry. They could have fast forwarded to when she... I, I still... I don't think I would have liked yeah, that. Yeah, that one... Oof, that just seems wrong, yeah. actually. Agree to disagree. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> um, okay. 
what about like a ro- like romantic comedies where they do end up together? Do you like those? You mean like when Harry met Sally? Yeah. Did Sally have a dad? Because that's who she should have ended up with. Okay. See, uh, I don't <laughs> feel like that is a great way to end. I just feel like the American public wouldn't get on board with that. Yeah, it's kind of a weird thing to impose It's a weird artistic on, choice. Yeah. I don't think it's an artistic choice. So much it is, is like what every girl wants. Like eventually my mom is going to leave my dad and then I'm going to be with him. Oh boy. Right now he's playing hard to get, but I'm pretty sure I'm in there. Oh no. I really think that that's a bad idea. Why? Um, for a lot of reasons. Um, oh God. It's- actually, I, you know, what's weird is I don't know if I can really make a cogent argument against incest. Is you're with your dad? <laughs> No, just because what it's really just like, I don't understand how to explain why it's gross. Because it's just so like fundamentally gross. It's like trying to explain why you like shouldn't eat your own poop or something. It's like, (laughs) just like, don't do it. Just don't do it. (laughs) Just don't. Yeah. And I realize you're young and like you haven't met a lot of like real men yet because you just graduated from high school. But I just want you to have faith that you're going to meet someone who didn't watch you grow up as a child and isn't like genetically related to you in a way that should preclude a romantic relationship. Yeah. But then why would I want someone who's lacking those amazing qualities? What qualities? Of watching me having grown up my entire life. <laughs> oh my God. See, that's not a quality. That's a circumstance. But he knows me. He does know you. Like I'll never have to explain anything to him. I mean, imagine trying to create that. Imagine if you meet someone and you have to explain to them everything about yourself. That's so much work. My dad already knows. Uh, but that's part of the fun of meeting someone is like letting them get to know you and then you can like show them baby pictures and stuff so that they can like come to know who you were as a kid and like mm-hmm. uh, and then also you don't end up um losing your relationship with every other member of your family because they're so horrified by it. Yeah. I already cut my mom's face out of all their wedding pictures and replaced it with mine. I've cut her out completely and I don't mind because all is fair in love and war. I'd say let's get back to movies. Yeah. Um great. Wow. I also love TV. Oh, okay. Yeah. We can talk about TV. Did you guys watch My So-Called Life? Yeah. Yeah. I loved My So-Called Life. Didn't you think that Angela should have ended up with Graham? Her dad? Yeah. No, I did not. I didn't. um, (laughs) I'm trying to think of any sort of movies or TV shows where there's no dad character. I know. Um, It's going to be tough. Because like, like what are are some... um, I can name one. Yeah. Okay. I don't think that Luke should have ended up with Darth Vader because he was abusive. <laughs> oh, okay. He okay, so you're not into up. it. You're, you're aware of like abusive. Yeah, abuse is bad. No matter what. It doesn't matter who you are. It would be bad. Um, <laughs> but Han Solo should have ended up with Yoda. <laughs> I won't argue with Everyone you can there. Agree. I mean, I Thank can. You. Yeah, I think we can all agree. <laughs> yeah, I think that that would have been cool. Yeah. Okay, that's solid. Yeah, I, I really feel like I've never gotten a super clear read on Yoda's sexuality. He was definitely into Han. What? He was definitely into Han. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. They were both like very independent, you know? But if they'd found each other, I think they really could have like supplied something to the other that they, they were lacking. So you like these sort of like May-December romances, kind of. The like yeah. older and the younger. Yeah. If two people are both in summer, what are they going to talk about? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I mean, like going to the water slides. Um, have you seen Harold and Maude? I have. Did you like it? I do, but I do think Harold should have ended up with his mother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I really, again, 
don't know how to talk someone out of incest. This is really disturbing. I yeah. wonder if it's because secretly you're like, yeah, that's a good idea. Kind of the way we judge people here for eating dogs. But if you go to other countries, eating dogs is totally normal. And they would think that we were gross for eating cows. I guess that's true. I just feel like. But pretty much every culture agrees incest is is not cool. Well, not every culture. Yeah. Great. Where should I go? (laughs) (laughs) Well, there was a while in um, like in Hawaii where the royalty was expected basically to marry someone with like the exact same sort of royal lineage as them. And the only option for that was siblings. But then that made it really impossible for them to produce viable heirs because their kids kept having birth defects and dying. Yeah, it just doesn't turn out too good. Yeah. I would never marry my sibling. That's disgusting. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, good. But I also think you should really leave your dad alone. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's been years in the making. I can't leave him now. This has been my project. Are I you did like, it as my senior project. Are you getting vibes from your dad that he's into this? Because, like, that's really... I do think that maybe he's playing hard to get. Okay. He told me that after high school, I have to leave the house, and then I can't even come back at vacation. Oh, okay. But I think that means that he wants to meet me somewhere sneaky, probably Hawaii, now that you bring this up. (laughs) (laughs) And then we're going to end up together. Um, Uh, Are you going to college next year? That's the plan, but I'm trying to get my mom to go instead of me. Then my dad and I can have the house. Instead of you? Yeah. I don't know if if that's how it works. Where are you going to college? I'm not. My mom's going to (laughs) go. Okay, but where is she going to go? Bates in Maine. Right. It's far away and liberal arts. And I think she'll really like it. <laughs> um, well, now, that's nice. <laughs> have you ever thought of like getting some of this sexual energy out uh, in a sort of harmless way by maybe writing a movie about it? Oh, my God. That's the first time that I've had this idea. You put it in my head and now it belongs to me. <laughs> you can have it. <laughs> really? Yeah, you can absolutely have it. I think I should write a movie. Yeah. I think I should write a movie about a girl who is first in love with a guy her age and then realizes that it's very wrong. And then she convinces everybody that everybody should be with their death. And then all the moms have to go to an island. But it turns out that they put poisonous gas in the island and all the moms die on the island. Wow. That's actually like a really good movie idea. Yeah. It's like, like opposite Wonder Woman. Mom Island. Mom Island. Yeah. <laughs> but like like a horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think it would be a romance. <laughs> Well, I think that that's in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. Um, are there any movies coming out this year that you're excited about? Um, you know, I don't really follow current movies that much. I'm really more of like a 90s, early 2000s girl. That's okay. cool. Yeah. So yeah, like Armageddon and yeah, all those movies. Yeah. E.T. And- I love E.T. Yeah. I loved Indiana Jones, but I do think he should have ended up with Sean Connery. <laughs> I mean... I would have watched that. Yeah, I would, yeah, I'm into that. I feel like you guys are getting on board the more we talk. I mean, okay, in a, in a purely in a theoretical sort of movie world where I know that they're actors who aren't related, like I can kind of get on board with it a yeah. little bit. Um, oh, you know what movie I think you'd like? Have you ever seen the movie Duets? No. Um, there's, oh, wait, is that Gwyneth Paltrow? Yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow and Huey Lewis play father and daughter but they don't know their father and daughter at first and he hits on her for a little while until they find out that they're father and daughter that's right and they have sex and then they decide it's okay we're father and daughter no they they never have sex i bet they did (laughs) sometimes there's deleted scenes that they take out of the movie a deleted scene in that movie i think was probably that they had sex (laughs) 
You know, I have watched the DVD extras of that movie so many times. I can tell you with certainty that that didn't happen. You saw all the deleted scenes. I did, yeah. Maybe it's like super deleted. Super deleted? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like extra super deleted? Yeah, yeah. Now, can I ask you, are there any movies that you like with female protagonists? Because so far we've been talking about mostly sort of dude-centric movies, and that's yeah. sort of surprising to me because I feel like young people are really up on feminism and stuff like that. That's true. I mean, I did like Annie. Yeah. But... I would say I I do love Harry Potter because in my mind, Hermione Granger is really the mastermind behind everything. That's true. Yeah. I think she should have ended up with Professor Snape. <laughs> I'm into that as well. I would have been cool with that. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you could find some fanfic of that online. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I've, read, I've read somewhere she and Malfoy do it. Ew. I read, I read that she had a crush on him, but that he wasn't interested, if you can actually imagine that. I mean, he's... She's, you know, he's probably eaten his words now that yeah. she's Belle from Beauty and the Beast. Right. Yeah. Now that she's in love with her captor, who's old enough to be her dad on a beast. I guess I'd like that movie, too. Oh, yeah. 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 Huh. <laughs> well, I don't know if I have any more questions. Are you um, planning on studying film when you go to college? And my mom can study whatever she wants. I will be making sweet, sweet love to my father. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Okay, we should end this uh, interview. If people want to find wow. out more about your work... Or are, if there are any therapists who would like to contact you? Sure. If any therapists would like advice on how to get their dads in bed with them, they can follow me at Girl with a Tail on Twitter. Very cool. Uh, that concludes Expert <laughs> Hour. It's time now for What Did I Learn? <clears throat> Lisa, what did you learn today? Um, I learned to not release lots and lots of balloons into the sky. I don't think it ends. It turns out well. No, I don't think so. Yeah. But you know what? Who decides when the story ends? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> who decides what the end of a story is? The story might not even be over. Yeah, with that's what, what I was trying to say. With, <laughs> with the balloons? With the balloons. Like, maybe something, the story could turn and be happy again at some point. Yeah. I guess so. Probably not, though. <laughs> I still think you're right. It's not a good idea. Um, Megan, what did you learn today? I learned that... The more you talk to people about what you're passionate about, the more that they also will agree with you that because you came out of your dad's dick means it's the perfect thing ah, for you to ah, have inside of you. No. Stop. <laughs> Terrible. And I learned that... <laughs> we didn't learn I don't, that. I don't know what the kids are doing these days. I feel really old. Yeah. Um, They're just sliming each other. Yeah. <laughs> well. Fidgeting and sliming. Thank you guys for listening to Baby Geniuses. Please uh, rate and subscribe. Uh, give us five stars. On iTunes. Email us at babygeniusespodcast at gmail.com. You guys can buy Jumbotron messages. We'll read your message on the podcast if you buy them at MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. Yeah. Come see me on tour. I'm going to be at Just for Laughs in Montreal and then Vodafone Fest in Dublin, Ireland, and then at Comedy Bar in Toronto. Ooh. And then I'm going to be at uh, Amphibian Stage in Fort Worth, Texas. All the dates are on uh, my Tumblr. So much traveling. Yeah. And, and goodbye. goodbye. Yeah. Very upsetting. Everything. Baby geniuses. We know everything. Baby geniuses. We know everything. Baby geniuses. We know everything. What the f*** is an interview? I mean, I do not know. That was Oscar-winning filmmaker Errol Morris. I'm Jesse Thorne, host of NPR's Bullseye. 
Allow me to introduce The Turnaround, a new podcast series produced by MaximumFun.org and presented with the Columbia Journalism Review. Join me as I sit down with some of our greatest living interviewers to ask them about interviewing and why and how they do what they do. We'll go deep with some of the biggest names in media, people like Larry King, Katie Couric, Audie Cornish. We'll be among friends on The Turnaround. Two episodes a week, all summer. Subscribe now and tell somebody. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.